fucking about with shit. So I don't know if this is going to explode on me or not. Well, the only good thing that happened with the delay was I just poured myself yet another <laughs> glass of wine. So we are, we're fine. As long as my, as long as the internet goes go, or holds up, I'm using my uh, data from my phone. So we're going to find out just how good Ryan Reynolds Mint Mobile is during this podcast. It's better than his acting. We'll make it work. Oh, all right. Okay. It exploded. All right. Did it explode in your mouth at least? Uh, I caught half of it maybe. So the other half is on my eight-year-old's floor. Now. Nice. Well, it's important that the kids get used to the smell of like uh, beer spilled on the carpet at a young age. I mean, there's plenty of dirty laundry in here. I'll just soak it up. Right. Yeah. Use his chonies to soak up your spilled beer because that's good parenting. Speaking of good parenting, you're listening to the Internet's you're listening to the Internet's highest rated parenting podcast. (laughs) We're here. We're everywhere. Wait, we're here. No, we're we're here. We're there. We're We're every fucking fucking where. Yeah, you're listening to episode 227 of the Luscious Gentleman, a fine-tuned podcast program. That's Scott. He draws all your favorite superheroes over at DC Comics, including this month's issue of a little property you may have heard of called Justice League that I just picked up yesterday when I was at my LCS. Uh, I'm Ryan. I color comics uh, like Family Tree at Image Comics. Go to uh, TigShow.com. Click on the Support the Pod link to find out all the affordable and handsome ways you can support the podcast. Why don't you, my friend? Yeah, I'm determined to be. I'm determined to be a bottle of wine in before before I even talk about my beer. So why don't you talk about your beer for a second? My beer. I've got. Oh, fuck it. Where's the alien amber ale? Look at this terrible bottle. Ugh. I've had that. It's brewed in both Roswell, New Mexico, and Kingman, Arizona, I believe. Really? Am I wrong? What does this say? Sierra Blanca Brewing Company, Moriarty, New Mexico. Yes, that's right next to uh, Roswell, New Mexico. Oh, do they have uh, a big Sherlock theme in that town? Uh, I don't know. I've never been. I've driven through Moriarty, but unfortunately, we stopped in uh, Roswell or Roswell. Yeah, uh, uh, my 30 seconds of research turned up a quote from Dan S on Untapped. who says, weird tartness. So I guess we'll find out. Actually, I think I had that at, um, have you ever been to a brewery where they, it's like uh, they fill the beer from the bottom up. It's got like a what? little disc. It's got a, the pint glass has a little disc in the bottom. That's like magnetic. And oh, they, okay. They fill, the, they fill the beer from the bottom up. So there's no head. I've seen it in movies. Yeah. So there's a brewery in Kingman that that's, that's where I drank that. That's why I confused the two. And, it's cool, I guess, when you see it happen. But the problem is, if you're just drinking it and you want to fuck around with the little disc in the bottom, if you poke your finger in it, the beer just <laughs> spills out the bottom of your fucking pint glass. So I don't know the technology involved there. Sounds problematic. Yeah, it's stupid. Uh, I remember not loving that beer, but hey, what's my opinion matter? <laughs> On the bottle it says amber ale, but I get a very, very strong scotch ale. Yes. So character. Uh, the, yeah, is it strong? It's not that strong, right? Uh, it, it, this the Scotch ale trait is yes, very I'm, much there. I'm talking about the percentage of the beer you're drinking oh, no. during the program. Uh, it's probably not. 
It's not listed on the bottle. Top notch, re- top notch research on this program. Yeah, I don't care. Whatever. Okay, so I'm also drinking something that is kind of an amber, kind of a red. It says American Amber on the label, um, but uh, Grain Belt Brewing, which is actually brewed by Shells Brewing, it's one of those like historic breweries that now another brewery beers brews their recipe. So mm. Grain Belt Brewing Northeast. What's a Northeast? It's apparently how when uh, the the uh, Norwegians were settling. The upper Midwest, that's how they pronounce Northeast, was Nordeast. So it's a Nordeast 4.7% American Amber Lager. Uh, actually, as far as these cheap beers go, this has three and a half out of five on Untapped. It ranks a lot higher than most budget beers. Uh, and I discovered this gem at another gem, the Walters High Ho Casino in downtown Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's uh, basically a, a small old house that is now has like four slot like machines. Casino. Yeah, it's got like four <laughs> video poker machines and then like eight eight spots around a tiny bar. And uh, when we walked in, you could tell the guy was getting ready to close. You know, like I think he was actually turning off a light switch when we walked in, which first of all, lock the door first, guy, if you want to go home. Then you turn off the inside lights. Uh, he was wearing a Broncos jersey. That's fine. Uh, a Manning and a Peyton Manning Broncos jersey, so suspect, but what else uh, is there? Yeah, but uh it was great. I mean, we got in there and then uh the guy that uh we were visiting in South Dakota uh ordered one of these and I was like, Oh, I've seen these old signs everywhere, Grain Belt. I'll I'll have one of those. And so I had a regular Grain Belt and then I had a the Northeast. And this is I'll get into it in a little while, but this is the best beer I had on my trip. Something that is the equivalent of like a if PBR was an amber lager. Uh, Now, did you get that there and bring it home with you? Yeah, I bought this in, uh, I think I actually bought this in Nebraska at a a, uh, gas station in Nebraska, but it is from up that part of the country. Right. Um, And it's a, uh, yeah, so the Hi-Ho was a fantastic uh, dive bar. We just watched football, shot the shit. Some really hammered uh, middle-aged women came, slightly older than middle-aged women, whatever falls between middle age and grandma, kind of in that uh, confusing spot. Um, but on untapped, uh, when I use the app, again, we have a TIG show account, which is my account, which is on untapped. I only rate a beer once. So if I have a beer and I go on there and I've had already, already had it, I usually don't rate it again, but true gentleman, illustrious gentleman, Brent Schoonover, friend of the friend of mine, uh, he has rated this a four on untapped like a dozen times. So shout out to Brent. He knows his shit. Uh, but more importantly, Matthew H, his comment on untapped for the grain belt Northeast, all he did was recite the pledge of allegiance. So fucking America has, has almost no smell, but goddamn, the smell like freedom. Yeah. I had a hard time. I got back on Tuesday night. We're recording on Friday. I had a hard time saving three of these to, to make sure I had some for the show. I gave one to my brother. That was tough. Like it was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't want to do it. But goddamn, this is like, uh, it's like the smoothest drinking. So, but maybe if you want more flavor in your beer, you want more amber flavor in your amber lager, uh, maybe this isn't the one for you. But Jesus Christ, I mean, I could kill a six pack of these in the process of recording a podcast. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know where else you get it outside of the upper Midwest. 
I don't know. You'd think you could find it somewhere, BevMo or Total Wine or something. I don't know. Their website's, I don't know. Their website's garbage. Uh, I looked at uh, where to find the beer. No luck. But maybe I'll go to my local Topps Liquor, shout out Topps Liquor, and ask them if they can order it for me by the case. You know, maybe it's one of those beers that can't get west of the Mississippi. Wait, it's already west of the Mississippi, right? If it's in Minneapolis. I don't know how. I don't know how that works. I think it might be. I think yep. Minneapolis, St. Paul might be split by the Mississippi. I don't know. I don't know. Why are we talking geography? Uh, what else are we talking about? <laughs> well, I don't know. Superman black shirt. Uh, there's a quote. We're gonna we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about something I'm super excited to talk about here in a second. But there was a quote that's related to this that I read that uh, just sprung together in my mind. So I just threw it up on the notes this morning. It says anxiety is just the fear of disappointing yourself. So if you're anxious, you're anxious because something's gonna happen that's gonna make you mad at yourself. Or sad about yourself? Yes. I wouldn't use the word disappoint. Uh, Like uh, uh, just getting mad at yourself or anxiety is just a fear of letting yourself down almost or being upset at something you did. Right? Because whenever I get anxious or upset about my kids doing something, it's because I didn't teach them to do it on their own and now I'm mad. And so... Like I had to drive to Flagstaff yesterday to register, help my kid register a car, which he didn't really need help doing, but I never, I never in, empowered him to do things like this. So I felt like I had to go up there and do it. Did he ask you? No, but it was a big, I had to, the car was, he, he was driving a car that was unregistered. So had I mailed it and then told him he had to do it, I was afraid it would take several days and he'd just be driving around in an unregistered hmm. vehicle. I see. So... Uh, but yeah, that kind of thing, like something happens to one of my kids and they ask for my advice. Sometimes in my head, I'm like, oh, they should be able to, they shouldn't be asking this advice. They should already know how to deal with this. And then I'm like, oh, that's because you were a shitty dad and you didn't teach them how to deal with this. Uh, but speaking of people hating themselves, uh, Nate the Great on on the best show of the last two years, which I will say I'm super excited you came around to it. And also, I'm super excited the season two wrapped up strong because uh, it had some, we're talking about Ted Lasso. So if you haven't seen the first two seasons of Ted Lasso, uh, listen to this podcast, get spoiled, and then go watch it. But do not turn off this podcast. Skip to this time code to avoid spoilers. Right, whatever, or to get spoilers. Uh, But yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about Nate, but... I've been, but I, I, so for me, I thought, see, you just watched them back to back. I had a year to ruminate. Right. I had to get it in inside of my free trial. Right. So I've been like a, like a cow, like a Midwestern cow chewing on some cud. I had to ruminate for a year. And when you love something so much, that's the way to do it. When you love something so much, season two started off and I was like, oh man, it's now falling into just a really good kind of sitcom instead of something special. And I think they had their moments this season. And I think the last two episodes really nailed it. Uh, but yes, uh, you finally dug into Ted Lasso. Go, go I got Gray- lassoed in. Go Gray, go Greyhounds. Uh, t- tell me about it. So it, it was, it was wonderful. It's a lovely, lovely show. Were you hesitant because everyone said it's great. So you were like, it can't be that good. So you were hesitant to even start it. <laughs> 
No, I, I, I never occurred to me that it wouldn't live up to whatever expectations I had, because I don't know that I had any. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it, I don't know that I have expectations for comedies and such so much. So uh, that probably helps. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't think about it. I just sat down and I watched it. That's all. And I enjoyed it. It was good. It was very good. Yeah. Uh, the he's, uh, yeah, he's Ned Flanders. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I guess so. I never put that together. Kind of looks yeah. exactly like him though, but yeah. Uh, uh parent issues. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, uh, scrubs. So it's the same creator. Oh, as scrubs. I'm sorry. Oh, is it on. really? Yeah. Oh wow! It's Jason Sudeikis with Bill Lawrence created with uh, Coach Beard. They create the three guys created Ted Lasso. Wow. I maybe it's the Jason Sudeikis influence then, because this is uh, worlds better than Scrubs. Scrubs is fine, but uh, as I always brag about when I'm on panels or I'm talking about Family Tree. Uh, I think Family Tree, the comic I colored, is so uh, unique because the everyone who worked on it has written comics to some degree, and four of the four of us have drawn comics. Maybe five of us has drawn have drawn comics. So in this, the three main actors are also writers on it. So I think that's a that's a strong uh, that that's just a strength that adds to it. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I thought. Season one was just mind-blowingly great. Season two had some dips. There were a couple bottle episodes in season two that I read that after they had written season two, Apple was like, well, we want to make it 12 episodes. So that's why there was a Christmas episode. Hmm. And that's why there was the Coach Beard. Uh, it was an, it was a it was a rip uh, take on uh, uh, the all-nighter or up all night or something, like some, some uh, movie from the 80s. People are going to be yelling at me because everyone was talking about how great it was. I can't think of the name right now. Like I said, waiting on you just led to two extra glasses of wine. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what that movie is. I I, I, I enjoyed that episode, though. Yeah. It didn't feel out of place. Right. It didn't feel like something that was tacked on. Oh, it did to me just because no one else showed up to the end of it. Um, but yeah, I really dug it. Sorry, I'm seeing something now in a page of yours that's right above my desk that confused me. You know, I'm like the... I'm like the what's that cartoon where they're like squirrel and the dog just stares off into the distance. That's me looking at original art. Uh, yeah. So season two, I mean, we, we all love Roy Kent, right? Like he's the fucking best. He takes this show from a five to a 10. Cause he's here. He's there. He's every fucking where he's great. Yeah. Absolutely he's, great. Yeah. Uh, I listened to his podcast and he's a, he's kind of a dork on his podcast, but as the care, he's not as, He's not as Roy Kent in real life, obviously, as sure. Roy Kent. So I actually want a, a podcast of him as Roy Kent doing a podcast. He's too nice on his podcast. But Oh, uh, I see. Like a uh, a Ron Burgundy yes. podcast. Right. I want a um, main character. Yeah. yeah he, he, was a, he, he played a very different character on Derek. That's the only other place I know him from. Oh. I didn't know he was on Derek. <laughs> Great show. Yeah. You've talked about it. It's not something I love I've, it. Yeah. Yeah, go just sit down, fucking watch it. Apparently, there's also a show on Prime. I just heard about he, he on uh, he was on Seth Meyers, and I watched it during the lockdown. He uh, he filmed like a 12 episode series in his house about him like going on dates with like items in his house, 
because he was so lonely and they and like it's on prime now you can watch the whole season on prime it's called like lonely man or lonesome man or something mm-hmm. uh but yeah i guess i don't know again i've never i never saw him until like when i saw him on the first season i thought like because he's not like a natural actor he's like a guy who looks like he's trying to act sometimes so which is funny because he won an emmy but like i was like oh this is a guy who probably played football and then he just became an actor and then actually he's the one of the guys on the cast who never played football i was wondering about that yeah during during the actual football scenes i didn't know if it was actually the actors or did they hire footballers who could get by i, I yeah don't i don't know, know how that worked I don't, know, I don't know. Or did they deep fake some faces? I don't know. Deep fake faces. I don't know. But yeah, it doesn't I, matter. It's great. I really like the. It, it might seem a little soap opera ish, but I like the villain turn this season. Um, if you look back at the season, it makes total sense. So uh, every time Nate did something terrible, my wife was like, God damn. Like, she's like, she's like, I don't get it. Like, what's happening? And I'm like, I totally get what's going on here. Like he, he's always been, again, spoiler alerts. He's always been kind of downplayed. His dad never really gives him respect. No one right. gives him respect. Yeah. Uh, when he went into the locker, uh, season eleven, sorry, season two, episode eleven, when he kissed Keely, and then he went into the dressing room and spat on the mirror it's for the second time. Yeah, yeah, you, you knew that. Yeah, and my wife was like, my wife was like, "What?" And I'm like, "I get that a hundred percent. Like, I get that one thousand percent. Like, he's so mad at himself. Yeah, he well, hates yeah, himself. He that after Rebecca showed him the power move that she does in the in the bathroom before having to do public speaking. Ah, uh, I don't. Yeah, I forgot that. And make himself bigger and like growl at himself and right. stop and spit on the mirror. So he just yeah, he did it for a different he, reason. He couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't take himself seriously. Right. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I got that. Uh, I thought the villain turn at the very end was a bit much. And I'm like, that's not realistic. They wouldn't take an assistant and make him the, yeah, ga- the was... gaffer at West Ham. But no, I, of course they would. Right. Well, they would. Yeah, they would in this universe. And I yeah. just wonder what was the co- like, they know they're going to make him like kind of a dick dick for the next season. I wonder how many teams they had to approach. How many real teams they had to approach? Like, do you want to be the bad guys of this season? And how much money do we have to pay you? You know, like they could have gone anywhere. They, I, mean, I don't know why they ended on West Ham. They could have bought Brentford. They could have bought any other club. Uh, but yeah, the That's Hammers, true. the Hammers are going to be the rivals, the Greyhounds next season. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully Nate finds himself. And works it out hopefully do you think roy and keely are going to survive the summer sure why not i don't think so i think he's i think he's uh the, the hot scottish teacher i think is is where he's going it's where i would be going 100 <laughs> percent. you're crazy Oh no, she is up every alley I've ever, ever every alley I have. I think she's Scottish. Maybe she just has a thick accent. I don't know, but I, don't I, know. <laughs> I, I did appreciate the end how Roy just threw down like a wad of cash for all for of the titty. Phoebe's titty drawings. 
And they were, as they said in the show, they were remarkably accurate titty drawings for like an eight-year-old child. Yeah, it's like the bit in Superbad where he just draws draws dicks dicks. all the time. Yeah. 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 Uh, There's a guy, I'm not going to say who, but there's a comic book artist that uh, we did sketches. We were all just doing sketches one day and it was all just dicks. And he's like one of my favorite comic artists and it was just like thick veiny dicks and i was like okay cool awesome uh but yeah i love it. i love all the characters i love the arc i like i like jamie's arc uh just being a good dude gave the ball to danny at the end which first of all would never fucking happen but again this isn't a this isn't a documentary about the premier league it's a tv show but yeah redemption for danny rojas who started the season as one of the had a storyline and then just vanished yeah and that came back to that. That, that was just sort of, yeah. Yeah. Did, and was, when he was lining up for the shots, I don't know if you read his shoes, but one said redemption and one right. said rest in peace, Gary. <laughs> yeah. That was Earl. Yeah. Oh, Earl. The, yeah. The Greyhound. Yeah. And he looks over at the new mascot who's got a little helmet on. Yeah. He's on a leash and has a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> yeah. But I like the, I like the redemption on this, on the shoes. I should start printing redemption on all my clothes just for whatever reason, just. So when something good happens, I'll be like, I was prepared for it. Yeah. I was ready. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well I'm done. eagerly waiting. I think season three, I think they've already said it's only going to be three seasons. So season three will be the end. But yeah, I like uh, I like Ted's arc. Uh, everything's good. Wonderful show. Can't get enough. Sam. Sam's come on strong this season as a character. Just solid. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't remember the actor's name now that played the... Uh... The billionaire from Ghana that came and he was on Veep. Uh, I don't remember now. Yeah. But he's great all the time. Yeah, that was funny. Like his tantrum, he was like <laughs> like choking the mannequin and then shitting on him. <laughs> he had his buddy, he had his uh he had his sidekick uh psych him on the handshake. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking great. Uh, yeah. Nobody's listening to this podcast anymore, but I love it. Nope. <laughs> Who uh, cares? All right. Uh, again, more yeah, sports. We're going to get We're going to get into comic book shit later. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure listeners dying to hear about my trip to South Dakota. I am. Uh, but yeah, playoff baseball. I think I put in the discord chat the other day, like I'm actually watching a playoff baseball game. Cause I, uh, I didn't, I didn't even know who was in it, but, uh, Aaron Campbell tweeted out that he found a place in New York to watch the St. Louis game. So as soon as I w- start watching it, like they blow it, like, 20 minutes later. Like I'm, I am the death knell for any team. Um, it's so, the Dodgers. So I don't give a fuck about the Dodgers or I don't give a fuck about anyone in the playoffs anymore. I probably won't watch any more baseball, but uh, your note here is shocking to me that this is the first ever meeting between the Dodgers and the giants in the postseason. Yeah. Well, obviously uh, that seems insane to me. I, they're, they're in the same division, you know, um, it it's so I it, guess it couldn't have happened until the wild card came about then, so it's not that long of a right. Yeah, it's not until it's it's fairly recent. Ninety two, I think, was the first year of the wild card. I don't remember. So mathematically, I think it probably makes sense. But but you just think about you know the 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 history of those franchises and how old they are, and how long they've been playing each other. That's all. I thought it was a interesting little trivia bit that surprised a, me on the talk radio. 
Do you have a rooting interest in either team? No, no. I hate both of them. No, I, I don't care who's left. I guess I guess I would pull for the Brewers, maybe. Just because they're the Brewers. Yeah, why not? I'm becoming an yeah. I, I I've I've just I'm discovering a new love for the Midwest. So yeah, Brewers, let's do it. Yeah, I've, sure. I've heard Milwaukee is a cool spot. It's affordable. I could see I could see myself being a Brewers fan here in the next decade. Yeah, you can't really root for the Astros. No, they're uh, cheaters. They're they're pumpkin eaters, is what they are. Uh, yeah, who are they playing? They're uh, in the Rays. Nobody cares about the Rays. Not even anybody in Tampa. No. Uh, and they're playing. Oh, they're playing the Red Sox. And who are the? The Astros are playing who? They just clobbered. Ah, fuck. Oh, the White Sox. The other Chicago team, the not Cubs. Yeah, I don't give a shit about any of this. You know, I mean, I burned my Marlins. Jer- I burned my uh, Rays jersey. You know, I had it. I'm a Devil Rays guy. So the second mm. they got rid of the Devil, I fucking burned my jersey, and they can all fucking go to hell. Right? Uh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, I actually so when I was in Sioux Falls. You know, Sundays at a con are kind of slow. Actually, I'd made the most money I made was on Sunday, but that was because I had a good commission. But uh, so I found myself with some time to kill Sunday at the show. And I actually like purposely got on my phone to see how the Cardinals were doing. And at one point I thought to myself, who are you and what is happening to you? Because I will now just I'm, I'm starting to watch Sports Center again like every day. I'm now watching football. I'm watching all sorts of leagues of soccer. I can't get enough of sports except for baseball can eat a dick, but like I'm watching all these fucking sports and I was like excited to see the Cardinals fucking whooping up on the, um, um on the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. On the man and the Rams. Yeah. I don't know. Is it something that comes with middle age? I, I don't know. Could be. Seems cliche. Yeah. But I'm ex- I mean, we're the, what are we, we're the only undefeated team left when I say we, I mean me and my Cardinals, my long-term. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Longtime fan. First sure. time. First yeah, time. The season watcher. ended today. Kyler Murray's probably your MVP. Sure. Uh, but I mean, we beat uh, we beat the Rams, which they were waiting for a test, and they had a test. You know, we got the Rams. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, the the talking heads, you know, talk about uh, it being a, an emotional letdown for the Rams after their win over the Buccaneers the week before. So. You know, wh- whatever they can do to not give the Cardinals any credit. Right. Yeah, I watched a clip like uh, everyone's like, man, Kyler Murray's fast. And so I clicked on the clip and he just like he looked like he looked like he got a boost like in a video game. Like he got like a health up boost or whatever the kids say now. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but he just was a blowing past dudes like like they were standing still. And I'm like, I, it was I believe, impressive. Yeah, it's funny that when it, it's let me tell you a little bit about the history of the football, National Football League. Oh, dude. When, when football first started I mean, a long time ago, there's no forward passing. It was all laterals and running. And you get a quarterback like Kyler Murray. Sure, he could throw the ball. But if we were back then, he would be the greatest quarterback of all time. If there was no forward passing, he can just run kind of like Michael Vick, but without the dog problem, <laughs> you know, right. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, all you got to do, you don't even have to have a good arm to be a quarterback anymore. Just be the best running back on your team. And I I don't know. You might win a Super Bowl. 
I don't know. Lamar Jackson's a little hit or miss as the passer, even though he can run. I don't know. Uh, Kyler might be the best of that sort of uh, quarterback that I've seen so far. Yeah. You know, who, who can drop a dime 40 yards downfield, but can also take off and score whenever he wants. Yeah, I think I saw a highlight at one point where he was actually facing the other direction and threw the ball 30 yards behind him. Like he yeah, just like over his shoulder. Yeah, he just does like weird shit. You know, like, like between I between his legs. Right. Like I would throw a hacky sack, he throws a pigskin down the down the field. Yeah. Um I I think Patrick Mahomes is probably the most impressive quarterback I've ever seen in my life. But uh, after watching the last few weeks of Kyler Murray, he's he's keeping pace. Feels like it's exciting. Yeah, do you see that picture someone posted on Twitter? Like, I guess in college, one of his he had a shaved head, and and his head is just ginormous, like without the hair to, without the the dreads and the braids to take away from it. His head is just bulbous, and they were like, uh, "Oh, the Rams are losing to this guy." <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, slow your roll, no, LA. It's, it, it, the Cardinals historically are a franchise whose best players have all been players that were great somewhere else and are here at the end of their career. Right. Like, they got lucky with Kurt Warner, you know. Uh, uh, even it, it, like signing JJ Watt was a very on-brand move for right. the Cardinals franchise. Yeah, it's so just... it, it's exciting for them to have a good player who started here and whose best years are all in front of him. Right. Yeah, it's not just the Cardinals. It's any. It's Arizona teams. The Coyotes are notorious for taking dudes with like who had accolades and they're now in their late thirties or mid thirties. They're like, Oh, we'll take their contract and we'll sign them. You know? Right. This, this is, this is where the older, this is where the yeah. vets come to retire because they can come here and golf and shit. They're not interested in, yeah. in the nightclub scene anymore. So they're not going to play in LA or New York or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they're, you know, and their joints don't hurt cause it's warm all the time, you know? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Yeah, like we got uh, the Coyotes in the offseason to to unload one of our big contracts. Uh, we took in one of Vancouver's big contracts. We took in a lot of big contracts on one year left, knowing that we weren't going to resign them. And in a year, we're going to have a ton of cap space and all this shit. And like uh, they're playing great for us. These older players we got from other teams are playing great so far in the preseason. Five and one. I mean, I know I know it's preseason, Ooh. but everyone's playing their preseason rosters. So there's got to be some level of respect for preseason because everyone's playing, everyone's playing uh, players that aren't going to be in the lineup. You know, it's not just, it's not like we're playing our best players against, uh, you know, the, the golden Knights worst players. It's, it's a fair, the ice is level five and one. I don't want to get too excited because we're going to be, we're going to be terrible, but five and one preseason, Throwback Kachinas, you got some young kids hungry, excited. Preseasons, I don't even know if it's a step above practice. It's just not practicing with your own team. Yeah, but I mean, I I can't, I can't 
count the number of times the Cardinals went four and zero in the preseason and then went five and eleven. No, it's just it's it's just it, yeah. I'm happy for you is what I mean to say. Look, they're putting congratulations. In the, they're showing up. They're putting in the work. They're giving 110. percent They're skating for 60 minutes. They're buying into the system. All that stuff. Awesome. Yeah. I, I can't wait to watch them in the Stanley Cup finals. Me neither. It might be 2027, but I can't wait either. And I'm excited. Uh, Eventually. By the next time we record, it might be opening day for the Kraken, which I'm actually jumping on. Uh, 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 you know, anyone can go to patreon.com. Uh, slash super 75 or s 75. I'm terrible. Just go to tickshow.com, click on the support link. But I support a podcast and they're going to start doing, they're going to start doing like a monthly thing about the Kraken. So Tuesday night, I will be on a virtual live party watching the Kraken's first ever game with my favorite podcast. Nice. I'm excited about the Kraken. And they're calling their show "What's Kraken," but they really should call it something to do with crackhead oh. or what's the crack? What's Kraken? I haven't heard that. I've heard "Get Kraken," "Get Kraken," "Kraken Up." Yeah, I don't know. Give me some crack. <laughs> I want more of that crack. That would be my pot. Give me right. some more of that good crack. Kraken whores. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Part of it's about equestrian sports and part of it is about the seattle kraken hockey club kraken horse <laughs> no <laughs> no horse crack horses not horse crack horse horse crack horse uh <laughs> let's hear about your trip brah oh okay before we get into that i just want to let everyone know that xtober hashtag xtober is continuing <laughs> 31 X-Men, 31 days. And then I had a, because me and Seth DeMoose, uh, we each chose, we, we, you know, we figured out the, the 31 characters together with Cable being the obvious number one pick, overall number one pick. Uh, who's Who are your favorite X-Men, Scott? Like, if you had to sketch them. Oh, my favorite X-Men. Because are they, are, are your favorite X-Men different from the ones you like to draw? Because I just classify, like, mine are the ones I like to draw. Those are my favorite X-Men. So your mileage might Wow, I, I have not thought about this in some time. So I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I was always, always kind of fond of Nightcrawler. I don't know if it's an aesthetic thing. Um, gosh. You've caught me off guard. I don't know. It's in the notes. Um. And I have not read X-Men regularly right. since uh, the Joe Mad run. So, man. Yeah. I th- uh, Marrow, I guess, then. So I don't know. If, I don't think she met, made the list, but I did. I'm trying to look. I'm looking no, at my list. I'm looking at my list now. Mero's great. I'm looking at my list now. Uh, who I who I wanted on there. Um, today's as we record today's character strong guy. I think it was my pick because I thought it'd be fun to draw him. It kind of was, but it was also problematic. Uh, Captain Britain was definitely my pick. 
he's got to get in there. Shatterstar was definitely my pick. Uh, who else is on here? That's that's one of my guys that has to be on here. Bishop, of course, the most versatile X Man of all time. Uh, and I think Chamber was a guy that I was like, oh, Chamber's got to be on there. You know, there's some, there's some characters on here that maybe Seth chose that I'm like, yeah, whatever. But uh, I think we have a pretty good list. Uh, I did notice today I was looking at the list again. Firestar is on here and I'm I don't know if she's ever been an X-Man. She is a mutant. And she was introduced. Yes. She was introduced into the X-Men universe in her own miniseries. Like they came to show but, up. I have Firestar number one. Xavier showed up, but she did not join the New Mutants or the X Men. She was a new warrior, which is a whole different list. Right. Like, that's hashtag uh, Warrior Tober. War Tober. War Tober. War Tober. But yeah, there's still some people coming on that I'm excited about. Mag- oh, Maggot is. Oh, Maggot's on here. I'm excited about Maggot. Ugh. That he was a great character. He's tomorrow. Sure. <laughs> yeah. He's tomorrow. I'm so excited about tomorrow as we record this. Um, yeah, magic's fun. Although I spelled magic with a C on our prompt, I feel so embarrassed now. Um, holy shit! On my list, Big Smooth thirty nine on Instagram said, "Can't wait to see Strong Guy." Well, oh, there's a sneak peek. Not for Big Smooth, because he this will come out later. But there's my strong guy, Larry Stroman era X Factor nice. strong guy. Uh, yeah, it's fun though, and it's uh, it's both a way to show my love for the X Men and uh, make some extra money this month, which is what Inktober is all about. So Xtober, I'm down with the it. Reason for the season. The reason for the season. Seth posted today a commission he did of profit. And I'm like, oh shit! Next year might have to be Robtober, where we're doing Battalion, Profit. Uh, who else? Yeah, Glory, Supreme Glory. Don't even get me started on all that shit. Uh, yeah, let's make some money. The thing is, Honey Badger is a lot of people's favorite characters. I don't know if uh, uh, Shaft gets the same gets the same uh, weight behind it as an X Men character, but huh. Might have to wait till I don't know. Might have to wait a year to find out. Would you say he got the short end of the stick? He's no Brahma. Yeah, that'll land for listener. Okay. <laughs> so the only other notes in here, I guess I'm just gonna talk about my trip and then we're gonna wrap it up because it. it's been a rough week. Do I got it. back I got back Tuesday. I got back Tuesday at midnight uh, and then Wednesday was Wednesday. And then Thursday, yesterday I drove to Flagstaff and back. So uh, I'm excited to not drive anywhere for like nine days. But yeah, so I went to, to Sioux Falls, South Dakota for Supercon. I think it was Supercon six, but one of those was virtual. So I've been to, I've done two physical, one virtual. Um, it's a great convention. It's a charity. I forget what their, I think it's a literacy program they donate their proceeds to. And uh, yeah, it's fun. Um, I was excited about the road trip. I drove through, I think, 10 states. Arizona, let me try to do the math here. Arizona, New Mexico, 
Uh, Arkansas. Maybe you have to go through Kansas first. Arkansas. Just for a just a just a little hair, like because you don't hit Texas. Colorado, Texas. Yeah, well, I was trying to go in order of the way I drove. Uh, right, but so how are you get to Arkansas from New Mexico? Must have gone through Colorado. I don't know. Let me pull up a map. Map of the U.S. Uh, this is great content. I thought I had this down pat, but again, I'm drinking some wine. Okay, let's see. Here we go. Yeah, so, God damn it. New Mexico. Yeah, you get into, uh, oh, sorry, Oklahoma, not Arkansas. I wasn't in Arkansas at all because I'm an idiot. Uh, Arizona, New Mexico, Oklahoma. So the video I made is incorrect, by the way. So anyone, the two people that are going to watch my little video clip, I put Arkansas, not Oklahoma. Uh, Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa. South Dakota, and then back down through Nebraska, back through Colorado, or back through Kansas, back to Colorado, back through New Mexico, and then back home. It's like 10 states. Uh, but yeah, I did a loop. I didn't want to – I ended up repeating the last day, but otherwise I didn't want to repeat any roads. But uh, I didn't want to take uh, back roads on the last day of the drive, which I was already tired. Um, but you know what? Fuck me because I got caught in a traffic jam outside of Gallup. Had I been on my back roads through the res, I would not have been stuck in traffic for an hour and a half. So you live, you live and you learn is what they say. Uh, yeah, but it's fun. Like, uh, I don't know, man, I am falling in love with the Midwest. Now I haven't been, still haven't been to Chicago, still haven't been to Detroit, still haven't been to, you know, that part of the Midwest, which if you look on a map, isn't really that West. It's more like, yeah, I don't know why it's called the Midwest. Yeah, I don't know. The Midwest is too big. It encapsulates too much of the country. That's too few people for too much credit. You know what I'm saying? Too much landmass. Yeah. Uh, Central America. Yeah. So, uh, well, it started the show. So at the show, several guests canceled, which can't uh, can't uh, <laughs> knock anyone for canceling in this time. Um, so it's cool. I sat next to Tony the whole time. Or Tony. Sat next to Phil the whole time. So that was cool. Just shooting the shit with Phil all weekend. You could have a worse weekend than hanging out with Phil Hester all weekend. Just uh, watching him do sketches, uh, picking up original art. I think I have four new pages of Phil Hester artwork at this point. Um, So that was fun. Phil's great. I did a panel with him about Family Tree. It was mostly people asking Phil questions that weren't Family Tree related, which I was fine with. Uh, he basically was just breaking hearts, like telling people like projects he almost did, but either they couldn't make, <laughs> like they couldn't make his page rate or things fell apart or whatever. So people in the audience are like, oh, they're all like grown in like, oh, you know, like pretty funny. I'll tell you off air what one of them was. Um, I mean, it's a public panel, so I guess I can say it. He almost drew that uh, that last Ronin miniseries that's going on right now at IDW, like the oh, old, old man turtles. Yeah, uh, he, I think he was going to draw that at one point. Um, that would have been fun. Uh, yeah, so that was that was great. And then um, Friday night at the show, I had a 10 p.m. drinking panel called Two Drink. Like, I basically pitched the guys who run the show. Oh, there was a great panel I used to do in Albuquerque years ago called Two Drink Minimum, where you would drink, and it would be a Q&A with creators while everyone drank. And uh, he's like, yeah, that sounds cool. So he created the panel, and it was it was – 
two drink minimum with Ryan Cody and to be determined. And so I found out Friday afternoon that I was supposed to slot in the TBD. Oh. Um, and Phil, bless his heart, is a teetotaler. So Phil, Phil came to the he, – he, he was there at the panel, but he didn't sit on the stage. He just sat in the audience. Uh, so I, I uh, guilted slash begged uh, Tony Fleeks to jump in with me on the panel. And uh, it was magic. Like at one point I showed up. I was running late, so I felt bad. I showed up. And when I walked in, there were three dudes in the in the room. And I'm like, oh, man, like, oof, this is going to be tough. And in my head, I'm like, I hope Tony doesn't show up because if Tony shows up and it's just me and him and three dudes, uh, it's going to look bad on me, a co-host of the Illustrious Gentleman podcast. So uh, I tell the three dudes, like, I got to run to the bathroom. So as I'm running to the bathroom, Tony's walking to the room. And I'm like, oh, no. And so he's like, what the hell? And I'm like, I just got to pee. I'll be right there. I come, I pee. I come back and the room has like 15 people in it. And then by the time like I sit down, crack a beer, give one to Tony and kind of settle up, there's probably like close to 20 people in there. And it was just a Q&A. Like people are just asking us questions. We're drinking. Um, and Tony is like a, he's a master on the mic. He will just straight up just start shit. Like he will start shit and then just stare at me as he's like negging me, which <laughs> I mean, it works. I like him more now. Like he was negging me, and now I kind of really have a thing for Tony Fleeks. So I think negging works. Uh, but it was a great panel. Like he, was, we were just talking about like projects we like to work on, uh, creators we'd like to work with. At one point, we started ranking the seven image creators on who we'd like to hang out with from first to worst. And Phil Hester's in the audience. He's like, "Please don't do this." He's like, "You don't want to do this." <laughs> And I'm like, it's, we're not ranking them as people. We're ranking them as like dudes we want to hang out with. And Phil's like, you shouldn't do this. Uh, and then at one point, like someone got up and walked out. And Tony was like, oh, no, they're going straight to bleeding cool right now. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. We just talked about like the image seven. We shot the shit about comics. Uh, it was great. And then um, after my panel, so my panel ended at like 11.05. I was already beat and drunk. Um, the two guys who started Supercon, they have a panel every year where they just drink and then they tell about how Supercon started. So I guess if you go to every Supercon, it's the same panel. I don't know. But uh, when they came up there, T Tony had left to go to the bathroom and I kind of wrapped up my panel and I moved into the front row of the audience and I still had some beers and I was sharing them with some people in the audience. And uh, Tony comes back and just sits back down on the stage. And like 15 minutes goes by and he's interacting and, and everyone's <laughs> interacting with the crowd. And then at one point I was like, I was like, dude, let the, I think I told Tony, I was like, hey, man, let them talk. It's their panel. And he's like, it's your panel. <laughs> and I said, it's I'm in the audience. It's like, it's not my panel anymore, dude. Like my panel ended. This is now their panel. And he's like, oh, I thought this was still your panel. And he just stayed on the stage and just kind of moderated because they don't, you know, like sometimes at cons, they have moderators who. They sure. lead the conversation. So this, they didn't have that. So Tony kind of acted like that. And uh, it was fucking hilarious. I mean, Phil stayed the whole time. I stayed the whole time just drinking, shooting the shit. At one point we went through like the, you know, the, the folding accordion doors, they had little doors in them. So you could go into the room next. And the next room was the green room. So Tony and I were just going in there and getting like bags of chips in the middle of the panel and coming back. It was great. Uh, real fun night. Um, just a real fun weekend. It's a great show. 
people are nice. They're really appreciative that you're there because they realize it's like the ascent of nowhere. So they're appreciative that people show up, that creators come out for it. And it was a good, it was a good time. Free drinks. I mean, the Sheraton bar, I got, I got cards for free drinks, the Sheraton bar, uh, a brewery sponsored it and they made a beer for the con. Wow. And I never was in the hotel lobby at the right. Oh no, I did get one. So they were just pouring basically free pints in the hotel lobby bar and giving them to people that were there for the con. I got one of those. What they call it. Uh, super con wheat ale didn't have like a clever name. Um, there's a local brewery in town who had like a drink chip. I got a swag bag. So guests got swag bags when you showed up in the swag bag was a free beer chip. And because Phil's a teetotaler, Phil gave me his chips. I got like a fair amount of free drinks over the weekend. Um, I got some sunglasses. I got a bank bag that I'm using as a, I'm using from like my pins and shit. U.S. Bank, shout out U.S. Bank. I'm sure they're terrible. Uh, yeah, so just like cool shit. I got like a ceramic travel mug. Like it weighs like five pounds. It's like a real deal. I was drinking fucking Michelob Light out of it all weekend. Because you can't get Michelob Light here in Arizona. It's always ultra. Oh. But in the Sioux Nation, in the Sioux Empire, you can get cheap Michelob Light. So I could just drink that all day and not really get a buzz or anything. So. It was fine. At one point, I paid $10 for a local tall boy. And that was disappointing. I should have just, I don't know. You live and learn. You live and learn. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think my reputation is 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 not, is preceding me and not great. Because at one point, Phil's like, we all should live like Ryan and just never be sober. And I was like, come on, Phil. That's a little tough. Tough. I think I could have 20 Michelob lights and still do complex math. Like the girl in Queens Gambit. I could probably still win a right. tournament because right. it's Michelob light. <laughs> I couldn't before I started drinking. That's right. That's right. And Michelob's a good beer. I mean, ultra gets a wrap because it's not really beer, but Michelob heavy and Mick light. It's pretty good. Sure. I don't know. Whatever. I'm just talking everywhere. Like, I don't know what you want to talk about. Uh, Nothing to talk about. Nothing to talk about in New Mexico. It sounds like a nice time. Have you ever driven through that part of the Midwest? I've never been that far north in the Midwest. Mountain West, maybe, is the the appropriate term for the country. No. It always looks pretty, though, everything I've seen. So, Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm real bad at geography. And so I remember when we did this drive three years ago. When we went from Colorado into Kansas, it blew my fucking mind. I'm like, how are we in Kansas? Because in my mind, Kansas is like over by Tennessee or something, you know, in in my short, small mind. Um, so, yeah, it's just uh, I, lo- I love driving through Kansas. I mean, New Mexico, it's fine, but it's a lot like northern Arizona. There's not much there. Uh, nothing special really about New Mexico except the people. Now, who- it's all shockingly flat. Yeah, except the people who live there. Good people in the Berkey. Uh, but yeah, nothing special about New Mexico. Uh, Colorado, we stayed in Pueblo one night, got in a little late, didn't really get to go do anything. Uh, I underestimated the drive severely. Like I, I always forget like, oh, drive time says 11 hours. If we stop a couple times, it'll take us 13 hours. No, every time you stop, 
it's going to add a half hour on to your drive time. Just factor that shit in immediately. Um, so we didn't really get to explore Pueblo, but it seems like a cool spot, kind of like Flagstaff, like cool downtown shit. They got a river walk where it looks like they artificially diverted part of the Arkansas River. Um, you know, that's a little sketch maybe, but sure. Uh, but that seems cool. Pueblo has a comic shop. You know, I was like, cool, maybe I can do a signing here. Maybe I'll drive 12 hours to do a signing and hang out at a bar in Pueblo, Colorado at some point in the future. Yeah, why not? Uh, Kansas, I don't know. uh, I don't know if you or your wife are typical white women who love. I am a typical white woman. Who love true crime, like most middle-aged white women, or just all white women in general love true crime. Uh, but my wife, who is a wonderful woman and in all respects, a fantastic individual with multiple degrees. I mean, she has a doctorate, for Christ's sakes. Her, one of her flaws, one of her only flaws, is that she loves true crime. So we planned part of our whole trip. We, I rerouted part of the trip. I wanted to stay the first night in like a college town, Kansas. Let's okay. hit up some cool bars. We rerouted it to stay in Garden City which is next to Holcomb, which is where uh, the In Cold Blood murders happened. If you, Truman Capote wrote about In in Cold Blood, the book, it was like the first true crime nonfiction novel kind of in America from the 50s or 60s or whatever. Uh, So we like visited the memorial. We visited the graves. And like, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. To be honest with you, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. Um, we listened to the audio book. So in cold blood, we'd listen to the audio book the whole day driving up there. So the next morning we went out there, uh, tried to go out to like the house and, but someone lives there now. There's like a play, there's like a plate play set set up outside and like pickup trucks. It's like, I don't know about this. Hmm. Um, I, I wonder if this is an American thing or if this is <clears throat> uh, a new global phenomenon. I don't know. I mean, my, uh, the women I know in my life, they will watch any, like anything that has to do with that. Like all those TLC shows, like the murderer next door, uh, unhappy house. You thought you knew him. Um, you know, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I, I can't relate. I'm not going to say that people that enjoy that are, are, are wrong or something, but I, I just don't, I don't understand the appeal of it. Yeah. Every time, every time it's on and I'm watching it, I'm just like, that's someone's like, that's someone's family. Like that happened. This horrible thing happened. And now we're just watching it like for entertainment. Yes, I I don't know. It's not entertainment in the way that you watch like Ted Lasso. Cheers or something, you know. Um I, I don't know. I I would chalk it up to more uh, uh of an interest. It's like a morbid curiosity. I, I don't know. We we the two of us in particular, I think lack a certain amount of empathy so maybe 
maybe that's the thing. I mean, I, 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 I don't have any interest in, in feeling the way that those people felt or interested in knowing about the way that they felt or anything like that. Yeah. That's yeah. just, it's horrible. I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't want anything to do with it because I, I feel bad enough by myself. I don't need external forces making me feel bad as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was there. I took pictures at the gravesite. I took pictures at the memorial. Ooh. Did you, did, did you film any ghosts? No, I didn't see any ghosts. There's no ghosts. No, but we were, it was, it was the morning go, you know, ghosts are sleeping. It was morning. That's true. They, they, they haunted all night. night. That's what TV is taught. Right. Me. But possibly the spirits were with us in our terrible hotel room in Garden City uh, because we walked in there. I just got like whatever was affordable in Garden City. I knew we were going to get in late. I knew we were going to leave early. What can I get? That's whatever. I got something that that had a what I look for on Hotels.com is how the cleanliness rating. That's really all I give a shit about. I don't give a fuck about your breakfast. I don't give a shit about any of that. How clean is your room? So I stayed somewhere that had a good cleanliness rating and we walked in and at one point my wife was like, oh, there's a fly swatter like on the table. <laughs> and I'm like, huh? And then we look up and you remember the old popcorn ceilings? Like your shitty apartment always has a popcorn ceiling. So uh, I look up and there's no less than like eight flies, like just landing. They're, they're just on the ceiling, right? Like not buzzing around. We were there for like an hour before I saw a single fly because they all were just hanging out on the ceiling. So then I get the fly swatter and I start swatting these flies. But because they're on the popcorn ceiling, every time I swatted a fly, there's shit little falling in your shit, eyes. shit fell everywhere. Like all it looked like it snowed in the fucking hotel room. So that sucked. Complimentary fly swatter. Yeah, I did leave a review for that place. I'm not one to leave reviews, but. If you think you need to leave a fly swatter for your guests, uh, maybe call an exterminator or something. You know what I'm saying? Sorry. Why did you hit the? <laughs> you have a question? What? No, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> hit the thumbs up. I didn't up touch button. anything. Hit the thumbs up button. Uh, yeah, so that was a little weird. And then we went to like a brewery for dinner that night in Garden City. And, uh, I was excited, you know, like, I think like in my head, I'm like, oh, Midwest, they're farmers. They make shit. The beer's got to be astounding, you know, like uh, it's got to be good. The water should be good. You grow crops with that water. The tap water we got was the worst fucking tasting tap water I've ever had in my life. Felt like something dissolved in it, like some sort of pill dissolved. So maybe they were trying to, you know, slip us a Mickey or something. I don't know, but it was horrible. Uh and then the beer was just fucking terrible. And I'm an idiot. You know, I don't do tasters. She's like, do you want a 16 or a 22? I'm like, give me the 22. Give me the mug. Get a whole mug. First taste. I'm just like, oh, my God. And I'm, But I got to drink it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had to order a second beer. So, of course, I got another fucking mug of a different beer. And it was equally terrible. Uh, so, you know what? Fuck Garden City, Kansas. Um Nice area, but a little too uh, a little too Trumptastic for someone like me. California California plates. We got a lot of looks on our rental car because it had California plates. I think if we had Arizona plates on our rental car, we wouldn't have got as many side eyes. But the California plates, 
we were getting lots of side eye. Right. Don't California my Kansas. That's right. At one point around their little uh, bullshit fucking park in the center of town, we were walking around it and there was like a family like on those bird scooters, you know, those scooters that, uh, you know, you, you get the app for. And, uh, you know, there's the mom on it and like a eight-year-old girl on one and then the dad on one. But the dad is holding a goddamn like newborn baby, like not in like a baby Bjorn or in a backpack or anything, just like holding it against his chest while he steers one of these fucking contraptions with one arm. It's like, I got to get out of this place. Uh, but overall, I like Kansas is nice. I would like to explore Head injuries Kansas. build character. Yeah. I agree. Uh, but I like Kansas. We stopped later that day in Manhattan, a.k.a. the Little Apple. Uh, and apparently that's where Kansas State is. I knew there was a college mm-hmm. there, but it's Kansas State. But for some reason, the area around that, because we wanted a bar, we wanted a bar. So I was like, get us to the get us to the university. There will be a bar. And sure enough, we were in a little neighborhood of bars called Aggieville. And I don't Kansas State is like the Wildcats. I don't know where Aggies come into that. Aggies were a Texas thing. Uh, but anyways, we were in Aggieville looking for bars and it's kind of like a lot of them are hip kind of like what you'd see in downtown tempe uh and then other ones are just basic sports bars but at one point we just saw like it's just like a like a decrepit sign from the 70s and it just said aunt may's place and i was like that's where we belong like that is whatever is happening here is where it belongs so we walk in and there's just a pool table and a bathroom and I'm like, what the fuck? And then there's a staircase that goes downstairs and the bars in the downstairs area. And it was cool as shit. They had hams for like three bucks. I had another terrible local brew. Just shitty beer all up in the Kansas Midwest. Beer. Uh, yeah. Um, but they had hams and it was great. Um, it was so great. We were looking on. Uh, I'm talking the name of this episode. It's going to be Ryan Talks a Lot. It was so great that uh, we were on Zillow looking at cost of living in, in uh, Manhattan, Kansas. Oh, it fuck. is so fucking cheap. I bet. You're right next to a university. Normal people, like, I don't mean to say that people that don't live next to a university in Kansas aren't normal people, but these are like my kind of people. I don't know what that means either. Okay. That's, that yeah, sounds, that sounds racist and problematic. Uh cool hip young people at least young in mind oh, right your people yes young right okay gotcha <laughs> young there's got to be a term for like young of mind or something yeah i think that's it young of mind i think it's young of yeah. mind they call us yams so me and the other yams <laughs> in the area just shooting the shit you know my people uh yeah, so I really dug a uh, huge shout out. You know, I'm sure people are going to be listening to this in Manhattan, Kansas. A huge shout out to Aunt May's place. Just one of the one of the favorite bars I've ever been to in my life. And I was only wow. able, I was only able to stay there for like an hour. And I even besides looking at buying a home there, I actually also said like, what if we stay here tonight? How long is our drive tomorrow? And it would have been too long. So hmm. we had to move on to Omaha, which we got into very late. We got in Omaha so late, all the kitchens were closed, but we could still drink. So that's how you know oh, you're in a So like after five o'clock. Yeah. Well, that's how you know you're in a real city. They can't serve you food, but we're going to serve drinks for another like four hours. So we're like, cool, we'll do that. Um, 
Omaha seemed cool too. I just didn't have time to explore it because we got in at like nine. I've only been through Oklahoma City. Oh, I've only driven through Oklahoma City at 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 night, like at like midnight, and I'm like, oh, Oklahoma City seems cool, but I have to keep going. Like I can't ever stop. Uh but yeah, Omaha's cool, man. Seems cool. I don't know. We were we were next to our hotel was right next to Ameritrade Park, which I think I've heard of, and it's because that's where the Little League World Series was last year, or, oh. or some such shit as that. That uh, makes sense. And there was only there were multiple bars open, but we went to every time we went to one, they're like we're closing, so we kept, so we ended up going back to one. We had a couple drinks at one, left, and then came back to the one that stayed open till two. And uh, we were worried about that, how that would reflect upon us. But they were very sweet there. So they were they were very happy to serve us. I'm sure they still remember you. I'm sure. Yeah. The nice couple who could we couldn't get their drink order right. Yeah. I did have one decent beer there. It was a hibiscus ale. I posted it on the on my Instagram. It was shocking, shockingly pink, like rose pink. Uh, but it was pretty good. But everything else in the Midwest, thumbs down. Uh, actually, Severance Brewing in South Dakota wasn't bad. They had a couple good IPAs. Um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, Sounds nice. Yeah. Grand Island, Nebraska is cool. Everything was closed. Okay. But they have a lot of cool bars, but they were all closed because it was Monday at noon. But uh, Grand Island seems like a spot I would like to revisit. There's a couple spots I'd like to revisit. Pueblo, Colorado uh, and Grand Island, Nebraska are two places I would like to revisit. I've been to Grand Island twice now for a total of two hours. And I feel like I would like to explore it more. Mm. And, if th- and if you think housing is cheap in Manhattan, Kansas, wait till you get to Grand Island, Nebraska. I think I could I could be the Jeremy Hahn of ne- Grand Island, Nebraska. I could buy the whole fucking block. All right. Well, am I selling you on this? Are you coming with me next time? Uh, No, no. You don't want to do a Midwest convention tour? Oh, I thought you might. Am I moving to? No, Grant Island, Nebraska. That's going to be where we retire. But we'll talk about Uh, that in twenty years. I. But now, since you clarified your question, yes, I would love to. Excellent. Grand Island has a con too. It was the same weekend as Supercon. Whoa, what's this Grand Island con? It's called Grand City Grand Con or Grand Comic Con. Ah, okay. Yeah, I just saw it on I saw it as we drove through. I saw a poster for it, so I Googled it. Sure enough, it was a Comic Con the same weekend. They probably didn't know they were competing with Supercon when they scheduled Grand Comic Con. Right, because there's no internet in Grand Island. There's an Irish pub that I got uh, another less than good beer. Uh, good food, though. So shout out to McKinney's Irish Pub for being the only fucking thing open in downtown uh, Grand Island on a Monday afternoon. Well, Every, they have three breweries. They're all closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. So my goodness. Get with the program, dude. I mean, apparently they didn't get the right. fucking, they didn't get the memo that I was passing through. <laughs> Speaking of passing through, that's what I did with Iowa. Never, no stops, just no stops. 
Good people, though. That's where Phil Hester's from. So good people. I assume. Salt of the earth. I don't know what that means. That's what they say about Midwesterners. They're just salt of the earth people. I, yeah, I don't know what that means. Like, what? I don't know. Maybe you should do that on the next episode of your uh, etymology podcast where you talk about phrases and words. I'll write that one down. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, overall terrible fucking beers everywhere. And that's what really, that's the whole point of the whole trip that stuck with me. Not the beautiful scenery. Uh, at one point, I was just filming and my wife's like, aren't you tired of seeing the same shit? And I'm like, nope, I could film these fucking fields for hours. I loved it. I loved every fucking step of the drive. I adored it. It was fantastic. Little dilapidated farmhouses. Yeah, I'm great. just mad. I'm just mad. I couldn't stop and take more pictures and stop in every little town we stopped at. But it, but it would take weeks to do that trip. Uh, but I was shocked at how bad the fucking beer was everywhere. <laughs> I just don't care. How, I don't know. That's that's the breadbasket of America. We get our meats from there. We get our cheeses from there. How do they have the worst fucking beer? How does a goddamn brewery in Gilbert, Arizona, blow them away? I, I when when your benchmark is is uh, what is it? Northeast Grain Belt, Northeast baby. Yeah. Mm. You know what? Normally. When I have this much beer left at the end of a podcast, it's because I didn't like it. I'm a. I don't want to finish it because I only have two more. Savoring. Hmm. <laughs> if this was in the blind beer taste test challenge, go back to episodes two hundred through two twelve or whatever. This would have won hands down, lights out, buried every other fucking beer in that bracket. Wow, I'm that's saved. something. I'm saving one for you because you have a special day coming up at the end Aww. of this month and you're going to get one whether you like it or not. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm going to make you drink it in front of me. <laughs> make sure you leave it in the car then. Oh, it'll be, it'll be shoved somewhere, but it won't necessarily be in the car. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else? Are we done? I've rambled I for, I've rambled for plenty of time. That's yeah. not even a correct phrase either. Like <laughs> I like wine. I like wine. I'm, I like mixing my wines. My new thing is taking a mosca- a flavored Moscato and mixing it with a Pinot. So this is a peach Moscato with a Pinot. A little bit of, ah. seltz- little bit of seltzer water. Wow. Mm-hmm. You. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I can't get enough. I don't have Jason here to judge me so I can live my best Friday ever. Uh, all right. Any other final thoughts? No, nope. Nope. Uh, drive, drive, drive through Kansas and watch Ted Lasso. Yeah. Kansas, Nebraska. Uh, I recommend explore those two areas because those are my favorite parts of the drive. Go, go see as many murder houses as you can. Yeah. That was uncomfortable. Especially looking for the graves, driving around the, driving around the 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 fun, the what do you call it graveyard, driving around the graveyard trying to find their plots. That was where it really hit me that like, I feel a little dirty right now. There's feel, there's nothing more American than profiting off of other people's misery. I didn't buy a fucking shirt that said I visited the Holcomb murder house. 
uh, you know, I survived my trip. Yeah, I made it out of Holcomb, Kansas. Not everyone did, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, speaking of uh, uh, the the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, the six degrees of Phil Hester, Andy Parks and Chris Somney made a comic called Capote in Kansas about Capote writing uh, in cold blood. Oh, I think Oni put it out years ago. Might have been one of the first things Somni ever did and might have been one of the first things uh, Andy Parks ever wrote. They wrote a story about somebody else writing a story? Yep. They did. And for anyone interested, you can uh, listen to In Cold Blood. I wish I had. See, I wish we were a big enough podcast where I had like a sponsored by sponsored by right. Sponsored by Audible. Use code uh, illustrious. Uh, (laughs) But no. Um, But then also you can just watch Capote. Philip Seymour Hoffman won an Oscar for it. That was about that was about him writing the book as well. Right, right, right. So if you don't want to read a comic about someone writing a book, you can watch a movie about someone writing a book. Uh, but I do, re- I do recommend the book because it actually is a uh, they talk about uh, it's one of the first books to ever talk about like how you're raised or mental problems like both of these guys were in serious car accidents so maybe like you know like uh, CTE is affecting football players mm-hmm. could have affected them car accidents like people talk about like Roseanne Barr went ape shit after she was in a car accident Sam Kinison went ape shit oh. after he had been in a car accident um, Gary so- Busey yeah. Oh, I didn't know about that. The boost. Yeah, motorcycle accident. Oh, I only care about his son anyway, so. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Wrap it up. The Jake Busey stand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, make better beer, Midwest. Yeah. Grain Belt's doing it for you. They're carrying the load. Yeah. Hey, everybody, before we wrap up, Scott and I forgot to do the most important part of the podcast, and that's Radar Beers. Scott had an Alien Amber from Moriarty Brewing or uh, Alien something from some brewery in Moriarty, New Mexico. Doesn't matter. He did not like it. He gave it a two. Uh, I remember also not liking this beer. I'd have to go check my untapped account to see what I rated it several years ago when I had it. But Scott gave it a two. Myself, on the other hand, this is Ryan, for those of you listening, uh, I gave the Green Belt Beer Nordeast American Amber Lager. I'm going to give it a straight-up five. I can't comprehend or explain or uh, enunciate why I love this beer so much, but it is absolute heaven if you're in the upper Midwest, somewhere in the Mountain West. If possible, get yourself immediately to a place that sells grain belt beer northeast you'll love it you'll it's light it's refreshing it's delicious you're welcome